0: Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an exciting episode lined up for you today. Today is actually Thought Leader Nugget number 22. And I normally do these episodes solo. But today, I've got a guest because he's got something super valuable to say. This guest is a dear friend of mine. This guest is a champion for freedom. Free Enterprise and Free Expression. This guest is one of the most brilliant thinkers I know in the world today. I am speaking of course of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Arno Martere. Welcome to the show, Arno.
1: Thanks, Nikki. It's a pleasure to be here and um, by the way, you're really good at making people blush.
0: <laughs> good. We're known for that here on the show. So, Arno, um Thought Leader Nuggets are supposed to be just that, a powerful nugget that my listener can use to immediately apply in their life and their business. And you and I were speaking earlier, and I really like what you were sharing with me. And that's a very powerful topic, a powerful phrase, which is evolve or die. Arnaud, what does that mean when it pertains to owning a business or a practice?
1: So I brought that up to you in the context of a conversation that I was a part of on LinkedIn. A friend of mine wrote a little post um, relating to how the architecture industry, in, in broadly speaking, painted in broad strokes, reacts to younger firms, quote-unquote stealing projects from older firms, established firms. She's saying or claiming that uh, those young firms are hungry, they're tech-savvy. They're uh, motivated and um, and and they're re- willing to stand for something and communicate the value at the same time. And I can't agree more with what she was saying because uh, I've heard that complaint so many times. It's like, oh, we're being our jobs are to being taken away uh, from younger firms. Um, we're too old. People don't want to hire us. And I've I'd, I've literally heard at least one architect that I sp- speak with. Um, Semi-regularly, and he shall remain nameless, um, who's saying, yeah, I can't compete with those firms. They're just, you know, younger, fresher, and they get older jobs. And I want to grab him by the shoulders and shake him and say, look, that's bullshit. You know, you can uh, do what they do. I mean, it might take a little more effort because it's it's not something you're familiar with, but it's far from impossible. It's going to require some hard work, but uh, the resources are out there and the people, you know, you can hire people to do that for you these days. So w- what this means to me is uh, we all have to do it to an extent and we all do it every day without even noticing, but some firms just maybe evolve slower or are more resistant to change. I've worked for a number of those in my time and they just can't seem to uh, get out of their own way to, to adapt and, or they don't, they refuse, it's not that they can't see changes, it's they refuse to see them for what they are and instead insist that uh, the, the old way is the right way and, and refuse to adapt. So that's what it means in, in a nutshell. I mean, we can unpack that and talk about it for hours. It's, uh, but put simply, what it means is that basically you constantly have to be looking for things that can, are going to make you more appealing, more effective, more efficient, more um, efficient, whether we're talking about processes or tools or people, whatever the case may be, you have to be um, open and ready to 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 embrace those new things, methods, and people that w- are going to help you uh, get to the next
0: level and deliver better value to your clients. You know that's very well said, and when I think about that in terms of thought leadership, and y- you are now a thought leader because you have a very specialized uh, level of expertise. You offer a very specialized service in the in the field of architectural photography. But on top mm-hmm. of that, you also coach people uh, on how to market themselves that are part of the uh, architecture industry. Yeah, that's correct. And when people are thought leaders, a lot of times they they fall in love with their methodology. They fall in love with how they do things and they talk at great length and with a lot of rapturous passion about how they do what they do and what they do. And to me, that's having it bass backwards, as they say, right? And the reason is that it's not about what you do so much or how you do it, it's about who that helps. It's about what sort of pain they're in and how what you do can get them out of that pain. Because at the end of the day, it's not a numbers game. It's a people game. There's a human being on the other end of what you do. A man or a woman with hopes, dreams, and fears. Someone who's loved by other people. Someone who's somebody's hero. Someone who's got... um, a desire to meet an honest human being that's going to do their best for them. Mm-mm. And if you're not ready to evolve what you do and how you do it to be of service to that individual, then why the heck are you even in the game of business? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, at a basic level, I think you're 100% right. Um, but on the the opposite end of the spectrum, um, I personally have a tendency to reinvent the processes and the way I work every with every new client um, for a number of reasons. And it's not always a great thing, but it it also kind of shake things up and, and challenges me to think about what I do in different ways. And the, the way I do it the most commonly is I work with a variety of different people, not only clients, but also like people that I partner with on certain projects and so every time a new project comes up and I have to either work with a partner or hire a contractor a subcontractor to do something specific for me I, I constantly have to learn to work with them so that is good in some sense it can be challenging because there's a lot of inefficiencies that I I could get rid of but um, it also forces me to constantly look forward and uh, and and evolve the process I have or the the type of work I do. Um, so on the on the opposite end, you know, changing things all the time is not always a good thing. But uh, I think there's a middle ground. That's the point I'm trying to make, where uh, you can stick with a process that works, and uh, you can reuse it and 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 uh, and make it a, a valuable, repeatable tool that makes you money, but at some point you'll have to look at that process and and think, does it still deliver the value I want to deliver? And then either toss it out completely or uh, evolve it with new tools, methods, and people. Um, but uh, to go back to the the idea of like being blessed, I think it's really a blessing for me to work with so many different people um, over the years. It, it really forces me to listen to them and and take the good ideas they have and discard the not so good ones, but also do the same with my own ideas, keep the good ones and discard the bad ones. And then that's a, that's an iterative process that makes you move forward. Um, And so to bring that back full circle a little bit, the old school architects that are complaining that um, young architects are stealing their work and you could, Replace architects with lawyer, engineer, um, accountant, accountant, whatever. Whoever, I think yeah. it's it, my answer to that is complaining is not an effective business development strategy. If anything, it's going to make you look pathetic to your potential clients. So uh, if you yeah. do any of that, do it in private. But uh, the reality is, complaining doesn't accomplish anything. So if there's an issue with uh, young cats taking your work, Well, I think the best thing to do is to start looking into it and see what they're doing and maybe emulate some of that. And who knows, you might come up with something that will uh, blow them out of the water. But um, complaining passively, and you and I had that conversation, I think it was yesterday uh, on a different topic, but it it was kind of a similar conclusion where, you know, complaining and being passive doesn't do anything if you really want to Change things and just take action. you know, do one step at a time, learn how to do SEO, learn how to use social media, or if you can't you know, just pay someone to do it there's 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 a there's a specialist for everything out there. Um, so if you really can't fathom particular method or tool, then hire some young cat who knows how to do it and have
0: them do it for you. True dat, as they say. Very true. So Arno, let's shift gears for a sec because in the last year you have exploded your success. I think you're having the best year you've ever had, right? That's correct. Yeah. So a lot of people who listen to the show, they're interested in figuring out how they can have the best year they've ever had. And one of the reasons that I wanted to speak to you is, you know, I work with you, right? You you're you're a client of mine, so I'm intimately familiar with what you do and how you do it, but I thought it would be instructive for my listener to hear from you and to understand mm-hmm. what it is that has taken you from a business that was limping along for a number of years, like 3 years in a row, to a business that's absolutely yeah. exploded in the lockdown pandemic era. So, can you unpack for us what made the difference for you? What caused this to happen for you? Yeah, although
1: I think I'm probably a worse person to do that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna humor you and try to come up with a few uh, reasons. Uh, but I would say the most important one is, and and that's with very little hindsight. So you know, maybe in a year or two, I'll be able to to articulate that a little better. But for the time being number one reason is, uh, mindsets, plain and simple. It's, you know, um, it, there was a time for a number of reasons that I don't need to get into, but where, uh, personal life was a bit challenging over the last few years. And, um, it, when that's the case, it's very easy to start a pity party and say, Oh, woe is me. And the world is against me and I can't do it anymore. When Deep down, I always knew this was bullshit because I've had good years before, and I've had great successor um, for a number of years in my business, and growing it. It was it was growing for you know the first four years uh, continuously year over year. So uh, that's a BS answer that I, I try to sell myself, but mindset, you know, being disciplined. Um, being healthy and uh, and day in and day out, doing the work you need to do to find those clients and getting up earlier than the competition and doing more things in the competition. Um, in my field, like aside from all the marketing stuff that I do uh, that's that's come about in more recent years, the the architectural photography world. I have a sense, and this is just my impression, so I could be completely off, but I have a sense that it's a pretty passive uh, field in terms of business development. People kind of find clients, and a lot of clients become repeat clients by virtue of what we do. So once you have a client and you keep them somewhat happy, it's pretty easy to kind of chug along and and get repeat business year over year because architects build buildings all the time. Um, but there's very few that would indicate to me, by virtue of how they presented themselves and, and operated where they would really try to go out and sell themselves continuously, uh, even if they had enough work, because you always want to be in a position where if you lose a client, you can replace them uh, quickly. Or, uh, you know, if a job you thought you had kind of slips through your fingers and maybe that's a big job, so that's a big potential um hit in your revenue. Um, and, and there's no substitute for constantly developing your business. Uh, there's a million ways to do it. For me, it's primarily networking and calling people and just kind of being relentless. Um, and I can't tell you how many times I've reached out to people and I talk to them for two, one, two, three years. Nothing happens. And then I call them you know six months after the last point of contact and then all of a sudden they have a job for me and i'm there because i've been in touch with them all along and i'm the one they hire it's happened countless times um and that's a big part of it you know like getting back to the kind of discipline i had when i started early on and uh, and just never stopping Uh, There's also there's been personal changes in my life, Um, you know, getting married, starting a family that those things also kind of force you to get in shape. So you can't around as much when uh, when you're being relied upon to uh, to support your your family. So that's also a big, uh, big driver, but also just uh, at a basic level, a desire to to. to make something of myself and, you know, build uh, build a le- some kind of legacy. I'm not even sure what that legacy will be in the long term, but you got to start somewhere. And, um, and all those things I think come together to uh, to help with being successful in business.
0: You know, mindset is fabulous, and I think you really took on your mindset. You um, you decided that effort. Uh, I'm in it to win it, and you you really pushed forward. And there was something you did last year. We ran this 30 day challenge. You were a part of it. I remember I called you, and I said, "Arnold, mm-hmm. do you want to participate in it?" And you came to heart and you said, "Okay, let's do it. What the heck?" And the the challenge was to make a certain amount of money in 30 days. And I remember the first 20 days you were not having the best. Uh, of luck in terms of getting your results. But you kept at it. You kept doing the daily tasks that you knew would eventually work. And it was in the last three or four days that a whole bunch of business came in at once. You didn't hit the target for the 30 days, but you hit a big result near the end. And I remember that this is what was different about how you did it, versus how almost everyone else in that challenge did it. And those people were people who got even bigger results than you in the 30 days, but they all stopped at the end of the 30 days, or at least they slowed down. You didn't, you kept going. You acted as though the challenge wasn't just a 30-day challenge, but it was an ongoing challenge. And I remember yeah. that because you did that, because you were in communication with potential clients all the time, and you were you were just having conversations with human beings, you started to get some more results and some more results. And in 60 days, you had the type of results you wanted to get in 30 days. And then you just kept going. And then there was 90 days and 120 days. And before you know it, it wasn't just a challenge. It was a way of of daily business life for Arno Marterey. And, yeah. you know, yeah. the catalyst was you joined the challenge that I was running. And, and you know, I, I was able to persuade you that this was a good idea. So that was the catalyst. But the... The results were driven by your taking on the mindset of, I'm in it to win it, and I'm going to keep going and going and going and going. And to that, I would add that in anything you do,
1: um, you know, you'll often hear um, businesses, most businesses die in the first five years of being in business, and then another huge chunk of that die in the uh, first 10 years of being in business. And I think, um, I mean, I don't have numbers to support it. but but, based on my like empirical observations of people around me and how people do business, it, it's that lack of drive where people think that uh, because they have skill and talent, the work will come to them. and it's there it couldn't be further from the truth. The work comes to you when you go grab it by the tail and 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 beat it on the head, you know? Um, I, do. It, I mean, it's, it's, like it's like, it's like a caveman hunting. They wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't, uh, bring back food to the cave by sitting around twiddling their thumb. They would have to go out and, you know, uh, spear animals or trap them or, you know, whatever tool they use to, uh, to get food. And you wouldn't get, if you wouldn't get food, you would die or you would go hungry, hungry at the very least. So. Um, there is value in being hungry, but there's also more value in because um, that's a big driving that's a big driver to success. But there's more value in never stopping, even when you're you become successful. Um, and that's one of probably one of the biggest challenges that small businesses have is when you become successful. Uh, it's really hard to keep that business development uh, system going because you have more work than you can handle, and that's where you need to start looking at hiring people that can unload some of the work you do, uh, which you and I are actually looking at right now because I've reached exactly. a point where all the things that I absolutely hate doing, but couldn't afford to outsource until now, I really want to unload on someone else. Cause I, I just drag my feet, um, to do them and I, I don't enjoy doing them. So why would I keep doing it if I can afford to have someone do, do it for me? Um, But yeah, it's being relentless, never stopping. And, uh, and it's oftentimes when you expect it the least, then that all that work, uh, falls on your lap. So I I can't tell you how many times I've had a dry spell for weeks or even a few months and I'm struggling and like cash is running low and I'm like, Oh shit, I'm going to have to put the key under the door. And all of a sudden you're have two or three clients come in and they give you like 20 K or 30 K worth of business. And all of of a sudden you're good for another few months. That's, that's very important. Yeah. I think it never lose sight of that. And, uh, and when you get to the point where you're so successful that you feel like you're bursting at the seams and you can't handle it, then hire the right people to
0: handle it for you. Yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent true. And another thing that you do, at least, you know, since I've known you is, you've you've really taken on what Robin Sharma said is one of the keys to ongoing success in business. And what he said was, if you're looking to uh, double your business in any given year, triple your investment in personal and professional development. And I say it like this. I say, hashtag, don't do it alone. You've really taken that on. Can you talk for a moment or two about the importance of investing in yourself and having things like programs, coaches, and mentors?
1: Yeah, of course. At a personal level, I've always been pretty into uh, personal development. So I'm a pretty voracious reader, not as much as you, but uh, I read quite a bit. I try to, to alternate between fiction and nonfiction. So it doesn't, I don't always read the same stuff, but every book has something to teach you and I can't tell you how many books I've read that completely changed my opinion or perspective on something for the better. Um, so at a basic level, like continuing education by reading and, or, or even watching, there's lots of resources out there. You don't have to read. You can listen to podcasts, watch videos. There's a million ways to learn. I reading, um, and I do that mostly with audiobooks, is one of my favorite ones, but, um, uh, for other types of learning, there's other types of medium you can, you can dive into to do that. But I think it's an important thing to do at a personal level. And then um, second thing is having people that can hold you accountable to, uh, to your own plan, whatever that plan may be. But um, surrounding yourself with trustworthy people that will call you on when you're not delivering what you said you would deliver. You know it's in I'm gonna sound like an old fart, but in this day and age, um, it's very easy to to not do something and kind of let go of it and say, oh, whatever. Um, um, it it's not it's not the end of the world. But the value of, I think keeping your word and doing what you say and saying what you do, is more important than ever because that's one of the things that client appreciate the most even though they might not say it um it's it's critical because that's what separates the average service provider from the exceptional ones and so have surrounding yourself with people that can hold you accountable to those goals and desires and things that you want to accomplish and uh, call you out on it when you're not delivering on those promises is very important and beyond that, there's, there's like tons of courses and seminars and stuff out there that one can take. And I'm not going to go into details because everybody likes different things. But um, just look around, look around what's there. Yeah. There's courses uh, to teach specific skills. There's personal development um, uh, workshops, seminars, groups, whatever the case may be. And there's something for every taste. So what I would say is, like, just kind of look around, talk to people, see what they're doing, and and try new things. Um, but I think experimenting, playing around, meeting new people, is uh, is a critical thing to do. And even even in 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 the fun things of life, like when I'm not working, I'm a pretty avid motorcyclist in 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 all its forms, whether we're talking about riding on the streets, or at the track, or on dirt trails, and uh, I can't tell you how many interesting people I've met just doing that, and it has nothing to do with my business, and it doesn't always do anything for my business, but um, it's it's good for the soul, too, to have, you know, connect with people from different horizons, with different perspectives, uh, some of whom are I would say super successful people, others maybe not so much, but they're still interesting or um, intelligent or funny or whatever the case may be. Uh, And the last thing I would say is, you know, surround yourself with people that uh, kind of embody the kind of person you want to be because uh, there's a thing in psychology where um, uh, you tend to become the the people you spend the most time with so if you hang out with um people that uh, have a negative influence you know are not supportive of your goals or whatever the case may be you're going to tend to become like them if you hang out with highly successful people that you know are leaders in their field and are nice and supportive and always kind of tell you yeah go for it uh i think you, you can do it that kind of stuff it's It's hugely valuable. Um, at, At a basic level, if you do nothing else, like surrounding yourself with people that model what you want to become, it's probably one of the best things you can ever do.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you very much, Arno. Great to have you on the show. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. This is Thought Leader Nugget number 22. To find out more about today's amazing guests, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you listen to this podcast. And to find out more about all the incredible things that we do to help you become the best version of yourself. Go to ecircleacademy.com, pick up a copy of the book on Amazon, pick up uh, the podcast for free on iTunes, Stitcher. If you got value from this show, definitely share it with someone else. And until next time, goodbye.